This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, welcome back to Brett and Cliff's Fleet Circus. My name is Cliff. And my name is Brett. Yes. And hello and welcome to your birthday basher for podcast. Oh, well, thank you very much. Excited yeah. about it. It is exciting. You've been through it, Brett. Anything you can tell us that I need to uh-huh. look out for? Any lessons you learned? Any potential say, pitfalls? <laughs> I'd just say keep your head down okay. and get through it. Okay. That's what I'd say. No, no, it's, it's fine, man. Just like any other birthday, isn't it? Really? I know. I Go guess on. it's. It, I don't feel better or worse. Or well, I, yeah. I feel I feel worse than I did when I was other ages. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm not bothered about getting older. I'm not. I'm. Yeah. I'm going to be forty by the time this comes out on April the first. Will be my birthday for any yeah, well, data thieves. Um, so data thieves. They're all out there, Brett. Got to be Just aware. Steal your data. Steal your data. So yeah, I don't, I don't mind. I, I, I'm not bothered about the passing of time and getting older. I'm not bothered that me. Well, you can't stop it, can you? Everybody's failing us. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can dig out about it. So no, exactly. I don't care. But it does you know, it does make you look back and think of other birthdays yeah. and stuff like that, doesn't it? And when you were a bit younger and stuff like that, which is why I picked what I wanted to talk about today ahead of other right. stuff. Um, but Do you yeah. have a favourite birthday? Um, I'll tell you what isn't my favourite birthday. The 21st birthday, possibly the worst day of my life. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll move on from that. <laughs> that wasn't the question. Um, that sadly is the one that sticks out. Um, <laughs> Does it? My 18th birthday was eventful, wasn't it? Yes. Uh-huh. You just got a, drunk, didn't you? A big party. Did that strip off? I, well, I stripped off. I think I was the only right. one who stripped off entirely um, uh-huh. in front of every single member of my family. Uh, nice. But yeah, that was 18. Ah, whatever. Mm-hmm. It was a big party. It was all right. 21, disaster. Um, I suppose, I bet I get this right, but I'm going to say <laughs> my 33rd birthday was the one when uh-huh. Jane said, hey, would you like to be my boyfriend? Or something like that. Um, Ooh, so that sounds nice. So that's probably the best one. <laughs> <'Cause> it, all, <laughs> it all turned out all right. Yeah, 
There you go, exactly. Mm-hmm. It all turned out nice in the end, didn't mm-hmm. it? Yes, it and did. And I'm sure this one's going to be amazing for you as well. It's going to be fantastic. forward to it. Uh, yeah. Got a busy day at work tomorrow, and then I'm off on Thursday, two mm-hmm. nights away in a nice hotel by the sea. Um, Lovely. And I've just seen that the hotel has got a special cream egg cocktail on the menu for the for this what? weekend because it's easter apparently which you forget about here um yeah it is yeah. it is easter isn't it cream, yeah, egg, cream cocktail. egg cocktail it's going to be far too sickly yeah. to really and enjoy all of it but i'm obviously gonna have to try it on you've got to you've got to if they're offering it yeah, you've got you've got to give it a go. I mean, I'd like but, to, I might try and wangle one for my birthday. Tell them to stick a wang in uh, one. No. Again. <laughs> Who can fill up a hollowed out cream egg the quickest? <laughs> well, you could. You were good at it. <laughs> you've got the world record. <laughs> um, I'll if I can wangle. A free one with a. Uh, That's just another word for wank. Wangle is not. It's, it's, I'm only joking. I, I, unless I've got it. Unless I've been saying it all wrong all of these years. Yeah, no I, wonder yeah. I keep getting funny People... looks in business rooms. <laughs> People are going, what did you say? Wangle. Does he know what it means? <laughs> well, I'm going so to you're wang- not going to wank in the cocktail. I'm going to wangle myself an early finish. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, he what's hey. happened there? The lights come on or something? What light? Well, you suddenly un- I'm illuminated from darkness. Yeah, yeah, maybe the the sun has, has sort of gone down. I don't know. Okay, I don't know what's well, it's happening. nice to actually see see your full surroundings. <laughs> yeah, I didn't Something know you. Were, I didn't know you sat in front of a cupboard. <laughs> I love to sit in front of a cupboard. There's no better way to sit. <laughs> at, at the moment, we're, uh, we're decorating, so the, the room is a complete mess. But okay. there you go. Yeah, oh, so I hate you. decorating as well. What you, you're doing it. Well, Surely Lisa's doing it. I have to assist. So I, I'm sure I'll be... Uh, I'll be roped into scraping the walls, which is scraping's all right, and it's scraping. I used to like, I used to like pulling the yeah. wallpaper off. It doesn't work thing. like that though. Doesn't work like that. The, all the back end of the wallpaper still on. And a, a, a couple of weeks ago, did I not tell you about when we had to scrape the paint off the roof? That was the worst job in the world. I'm sure, I told you doesn't about that. Doesn't sound like a job that needs to be done, to be honest. But all right, scrape the ceiling and it's been painted or whatever, and we we'll had to scrape it off. It's awful. It's a loud car. I'm going to say it's an Aston Martin. I know yeah. nothing about cars. I think it sounded more like uh, McLaren. I don't know. You I don't think know. a McLaren? A uh, race car? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've only really got two things to talk about today. I haven't done. I haven't had time to do a lot of preparation. But one hey, of the things by me. I can see right in front of us, and I'm pretty uh-huh. sure you'd want an update on this. Go on then. There's a bird. Right there, I mm-hmm. can see it. The bird. It's in. Is it in your face? This bird. It's, I, it's a meter away. Is it a tit? I know it's quite well behaved. Oh um, well, that's good then. It's a. Uh, it's like, I think they're doves, 
but they're not white doves. They? they look like pigeons. So they're, they're common, like what look like shitty pigeons. doves. They're like shit, the shit doves. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you get the shit doves? They're, they're shit, they're, honestly, they're really shit. They're not doves. the peace doves, are they? They're like small, small pigeons. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's uh, so we've noticed a couple of them like bringing little twigs over the other day. So you've seen where I've got like plants and stuff. And it's yeah. on like these shelves. It's like wire rack kind of thing shelves. And uh-huh. we saw these couple of uh, shit doves bringing over <laughs> little twigs one by one. And we were like, oh, that's a really, really terrible. They're obviously trying to build a nest. Which uh-huh. is terrible because we've got a mad cat that is... Mm-hmm. All constantly on the other side of the glass where they were trying to put the thing, or out here. Yeah. So uh, like, uh-huh. it's never going to work. And the thing they're trying to build a nest on is is more gap than it is solid because <laughs> it's just these like wire. It's like a wire rack. So <laughs> they're just these little twigs that just kept falling down and down and down. We were like, <laughs> they're idiots. So yeah. they'll obviously move on, go somewhere else. Anyway. Woke up the next day and there's a little egg that's obviously fallen through on oh, one, no. one of the plants. It's still um, intact. Yeah. So uh, Jane put like a cloth down so they could build the nest on it, and she put the uh-huh. egg back up. I mean that that egg's done for now. Obviously, that's nothing's going to happen with that. Um, yeah. So by the time we came in from work, they had built a nest on the cloth that we put out, and another egg had been laid, and now this poor grieving mom has just <laughs> basically been sitting on these unhatched eggs for about a week right <laughs> just staring not even moving like she's she's just there staring it might attack you that's the I'm, thing that i'm absolutely terrified <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've just reminded us of a, a horrible image from your childhood can I remember when you found a bird fetus that was a bad thing wasn't it i never found them though did you know? Why were I looking? I'm not looking for them. I wasn't looking for them. They Finding just, you know, it makes I'm... it sound like you've been looking for it. Well, no. Maybe you should Come have said across. stumbled across. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you stumbled upon a Remember bird? Remember when you, you wangled a bird? Because... I mean, Can, you it's never not in Peter Kay's set, that is it. <laughs> it's not. Hey, kids. <laughs> Remember when you stumbled upon a bird fetus? When we were young in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Did that never happen to you? You'd never you'd never seen no. anything like that. No, it's an awful thing. Like it is, it is a pretty awful thing. So yeah, it's it's bad that I brought it up, really, isn't it? Especially when you were telling a lovely tale about saving the birds. Well, no, I'm a bit sad because Jane's obviously done a good thing and made it feel welcome and it set up a little home there, but like it has not going to last. It hasn't moved it's for so long, anyway. and that those eggs, there's no chance they're going to hatch. I'm, I, I would Must love it a... if it did. I'd love it yeah. from a distance. Obviously, I wouldn't have any part of it myself, mm-hmm. but I would watch must... it from inside. I think there must be a severe lack of nesting opportunities in Dubai. That's what I he think. Has, he has a good place to nest. This, oh, you can't see it. See that down there. It's a massive windowsill on the other side of the balcony, entirely solid. They could have nested there. <laughs> <laughs> Much better. Much You'd better. You'd think so, unless they wanted to be, maybe they need to be like covered away because she's behind all the plants and stuff. So maybe they need to be mm-hmm. like hidden or whatever. Anyway. Yeah. That's, so uh, there you go where you're nesting. 
Uh-huh. Your nesting story. Um, did you watch any football this week? You know what? I don't the think I did because, because it was England and I totally forgot that was yeah. happening. Um, oh, I watched that. We I quite out, enjoyed them. And what, uh, well, it was 5-0 against San Marino. Yeah, and then uh, Albania. It was a friendly we against San Marino. No, no. The, the World Cup uh, qualifiers. Albania <laughs> had a player called Jim City. Which Jim is a City. Lovely name. Jim City, yeah. <laughs> is he, but then, no, he should be, shouldn't he? In a film noir. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing about it, I've told you I don't like Sam Matterface, don't I? Yeah, I'm he's, not, he's I, just terrible. What, I don't really know who he is. But oh, well, he he's rubbish. He referred, you know, when we got to the, the semi final, we got beat off Croatia. Mm-hmm. He referred to that time period as the summer of love. <laughs> Because I was there and I didn't see any of that going on. No, no summer no of what it was was uh, su- a surprise and summer of semi success. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what it was. was. <laughs> no summer of love. He just embellishes everything. He's very just, good. No, very good that England got the semi final, but let's uh-huh. not forget they were scraped through every single <laughs> round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we pretty much did. And once we but, played yeah. a good team, we were totally outclassed. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. But the other, the other thing I noticed watching it as well is that obviously everybody wants fans back in the stadium and and st- stuff like that. But I desperately want fans back in the stadium for the international, so I can't hear any of the footballers singing the national anthem. Oh, well, it's awful. Singing. Oh, oh no. I, t- I, I nearly switched it off. It was absolutely not good singers. Awful, (laughs) absolutely awful. I mean, would you? Here's a question for you, Cliff. If you were an England international, would you sing the national anthem? I don't know. No, I don't know the words, and I don't think I would if I did. No, I wouldn't sing it. Like, I'm not having. I'm not happy with saying, you know, rain over us and all this. I'm not. I'm not good with all that shit. So I wouldn't sing it for that reason. You should change it to like Vindaloo or something like that and just sing that. <laughs> well, not Vindaloo. Maybe it's the theme from Bullseye. That would be good. <laughs> well, maybe an instrumental. <laughs> then they're just all having sex, wouldn't they? <laughs> an instrumental theme tune should do that. Yeah, yeah. they should. Pick they your go like TV theme. Uh, Johnny Briggs, they should have that one. <laughs> yeah, that was go, a good one. <laughs> Should have them all uh, doing that. Uh, that was a good I quite, one. I can see Jadon Sancho do that. Jadon Sancho, yeah. <laughs> uh, have you been watching anything or, or not? Honestly, it's been a really, really busy week, so I've been watching a little bit of MasterChef when I get a chance and watching... Um, trying to catch up on Coronation Street. I'm a little bit behind on yeah. that. Um, the other thing, there was a series on um, Line of Duties on now, which is oh. simultaneously the best and the stupidest program ever. Um, but I haven't watched any of it yet. I think there's been two episodes on at this point. Um, I've not watched it. I've been watching, I think before that came on, BBC had a series with James Nesbitt called Bloodlands, which was a, a police yeah, drama. Did you watch it? Nope. It was the, all. the wife watched it. Was it? It was okay. Well, was I've, I've been watching. Well, I had watched a few things, but I blocked one of them out of my mind. I watched Coming to America too, which I think was definitely the worst film I've ever seen uh, in my life. We talked about it. We said it was going to be we? terrible. Yeah. Oh well, I watched that anyway, and that was that was really poor. So, absolutely awful. 
What I heard I about that was uh, that mm-hmm. basically the the f- the beginning of the first film where they're in the the I'm doing air quotes the backlands African country. Um, that was the point of it, right? Um, and then he went to America to find like progressive society and stuff, and a, and a bride that was not yeah. just somebody that was bestowed upon him. But the second mm-hmm. film is set in that made-up African country, and mm-hmm. um, and it's the same as it was at the beginning of the first film, and that's meant to be funny. It's awful. I mean, Morgan Freeman's in it and everything. It's still awful. Where's this nice? And Salt and Pepper. Salt and pepper in it. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not even salt and pepper could save it. Absolutely shocking. Uh, but the other one I watched was uh, Justice League, and that was quite good. I quite oh, enjoyed four that. Four hours. Four hours, yeah. I had, I had a, a day off. Well, most of my days are days <laughs> off to me. <laughs> so I watched that. But it, it's on for four hours, but the first hour of the film is all in slow motion. So if they just... Uh, I mean, who's the director again? Zack Snyder. What a surprise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if that had just getting rid of that, it would have just been an acceptable... I, I said that? Like well, when, probably not acceptable. What was that, 300? I think I said if it was... If we removed the slow motion from 300, it would be 40 yeah. minutes long. <laughs> it would. I mean, yeah, that was his first film, I think, wasn't it? So, yeah. Oh, I enjoyed it, though. It's better than the... The one I went to the pictures to see because that was I haven't seen any of them, any like any of them. Oh, the ice cream man's back. Oh, you good. haven't seen any of them. It's good. Am I going to get me tabs? <laughs> 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 the other thing was I wanted to say was say uh, we've got a fella um, who listens to the show. He's on Twitter and stuff, and and he went back and he listened to all of our previous oh, episodes. Oh yeah, I saw the things, message. So. Yeah. Thank you to Neil for doing that. He also had a good uh, loft story as it well. Was. I think we should open up loft stories as a regular <laughs> thing. Anybody wants we to should. contribute a loft story, get in touch because uh, Neil's took on quite a surprising turn. It certainly did, yeah. I think he said he was helping his uh, boss move into his new house. And when they got the loft, they found a bag full of hand grenades. <laughs> World War Two hundred hand grenades. <laughs> Brilliant find. That's so, a wonderful find. I saw find, that he said they took them to the police station. The police were like, You're going to have to take them yeah. away. Take them There's back. Nothing we can do with them. <laughs> what? What? I, I got here on the bus. Ah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but he also reminded us of, uh, and I've only, I've never actually been in a loft that I've seen this, but where everybody's sort of loft is, is connected, where the houses are, are sort mm. of all connected through the loft and that. I love, imagine the, the fun and joy of exploring those lofts. Um, that would be good. Is it not in um, the, <laughs> this is really random, but in the, uh, what's it called? The Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe. Is that a thing? Have I made that up? The lofts. Is it, what's the line? Is that Aslan? Yeah, the line, the witch in so the So the wardrobe, first huh? book in that series, I'm sure they end up getting into some scrapes because they go into, they get into the wardrobe because they go through a loft that is connected. I'm sure that's in the first book of that film. You're the making first this book up in that completely. series, I should say. I'm sure. uh, from from my recollection, that, that uh, it's it's the war zone and that they sent her a lovely, massive house, and in this. Massive house, there's a wardrobe and they go in the wardrobe. Before, 
and they get like Turkish a delight. Book. I'm telling you, there's like a prequel book before Is that there? bit, before they get right. sent away. I'm completely unaware of that one. Definitely unaware of that one. So much so that I think you've made it up. Somebody will tell us if I'm right. Um, what's the other thing I watch? I think that's it. I haven't no. watched anything. Um, I haven't watched anything else. Just those things that I've said. I've been listening to a bit of music, though, which we're going to talk about a little bit more. Anything else from your side before I tell you a tale about an Italian scammer man? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm quite happy to hear the tale of the Italian scammer man. Well, this is the thing that happens in Dubai. and um, Is he like, like the scat man? A bit. Much worse. Um, oh. He doesn't bring joy to anyone's lives. Scatman John. Scatman John, R.I.P. Um, <laughs> go on, so off any, you go. We only have a, we don't have many listeners uh, to the podcast here in Dubai, a few, and they will absolutely know what I'm talking about because um, this is a long, a long-term scam, S- scammer, mm-hmm. scam magnet. What, what would scam you call Scam man. Scam man, John. Scam man. Scam man, Piero, let's call him, because it's an uh, Italian guy. <laughs> this is the, tell us, this is the scam, right? Mm-hmm. You walk along the street and a car like pulls over and says, hey, man, uh, can you tell me the way to go to the, the Dubai airport? I mean, forget right. that that's wherever you are in Dubai, it's like 20 minutes to Dubai airport and it's massively uh-huh. signposted. But uh, do you yeah. know, can you tell me how to get to Dubai airport? And you're like, uh, yeah, I mean, you go on that main road right there and and take this turn and that says Dubai airport. That's how you get there, mate. It's like, oh, uh-huh. right. What's your name, man? You go, my name's Paul. Paul, what suit size are you? 38 regular? 32 waist? Mm-hmm. Short That's leg? not your size. Well, it was when I got stopped by him. <laughs> <laughs> you lying, get. Right. And you go, yeah, that, yeah. Spot on. He's like, hey, man, I'm here. Um, I've just been to an exhibition showing suits off at Armani Hotel. Um, here's my card. I work for Armani. And he gives you a business right. card, whatever his name is, Armani number and all of that on. I've just been, uh, you know, displaying like this latest line of suits and I'm on my way to the airport now. The thing is, I've got about two or three left over that I need to get rid of before I get back <laughs> on the plane. Hang on, right. <laughs> They've copied this scam of Goodfellas because that's how uh, Robert De Niro's character nearly kills really on his wife. Is it? I can't remember. In the exact same way. <laughs> yeah. They're in the back. The big fur coats. Have a look in the back. Uh, no, 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 no. You didn't kill anyone. <laughs> I know what you no, mean. I know, but they've got me the scam of Goodfellas. Yeah, but the scam here is he, he does have some suits and uh-huh. he'll sell you the suits for like, I don't know, here's 50 quid if you want this one. It's your size. I've just guessed it right, haven't I? This is your size. 50 quid to Armani. That's really cheap for Armani. And you go, well, maybe it's 100 quid. And you go, all right then. And he gives you the suit and you give him the money and you go home and you've got a suit. Mm-hmm. It's not a real Armani, but you've got a suit for the money you've paid. <laughs> and that's his cap. <laughs> so they're selling fake suits. Yeah, and that's but it. like, but not, he's not selling it for Armani prices. You know what I mean? That's ridiculous. 
it's been going on for like 20 years or something. He stopped me three times. <laughs> <laughs> that is just, that's insane. And everybody knows him. I mean, like everybody knows about, about him. And he's always on his way at the airport. He's is it the same, just the same guy? Uh-huh. And he always, to be fair to him, he always gets the size spot on of your, mm-hmm. of what cut you are. Maybe he's a magician. The lucky, lucky men in Dubai are much better, aren't they? That's the equivalent, isn't it? <laughs> it definitely is, yeah. You know, does, he know, does he not have any things that light up? <laughs> yeah, the, the buttons on them flash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a brilliant suit. A suit from uh, the future. That's yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Like uh, Rufus on Bill and Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Rufus. <laughs> I, I think, you know, I don't think I'd fall for that scam. But it's, it's, but it's a weird scam because... It is you because get, you actually you, you get you're a suit. What you, for, you get a suit. It's, it's, not, it's not a real Armani suit, but you're yeah. paying loads less mm-hmm. than it would be if it was. So basically, you're buying like an average suit, and you and yeah. So do you think this fellow's actually ripping himself off? Do you think he's paid more for these suits and selling for less? <laughs> yeah, for just just for so. the joy of it. I'm just really. I've never. I did. I've never fallen for it. But I know a couple of people who said they've bought them, and they're like, "Yeah, they're, like they're just like kind of crap suits." Is it not crap suits? Is it not like one leg longer than the other one? Yeah. Or something like that. that Inside would be out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's that. that's a good scale. It's a good scam. It's not as good as those celebrity scams on Facebook, though. They're the, the, the best. Which one? Oh, look. Have you not seen them on Facebook? I'm sure. I've oh, you, you mentioned before. it before, but I've forgotten about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, you should have a look where there's like The Rock oh, asking yeah. you to text in and stuff like that. It's insane. It does really look like them as well. Is it deep fake? <laughs> it's deep fake, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> where it is. I don't know how they do it, actually. But that's, I don't like scammers who scam normal people. I don't mind people who like uh, scam big corporations and shit like that. They're cool people. Or like but Nick Leeson. Not the normals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Bear bank and that. Bring that down. He's my favourite scammer. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's a weird, strange man. <laughs> but I do, do like him. <laughs> All right. Especially if he brings down the Queen's Bank and stuff. What's wrong with that? Go for yeah, it. I've got no. Put it I'm, in the three I don't know enough about it. Do you not? No. Oh, well, I might have to do that. I said he's name thinking you would just laugh, what? but you seem to know. You seem to know quite a lot about. <laughs> <laughs> Did you try yeah. and catch us yeah, out? I, there, I know that you? I didn't try and catch you out, but I was instantly well out of my depth when it came to talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> right, fair enough. <laughs> That's what makes it even funnier. Literally, the only thing I know is there was a film starring you, McGregor, and that's it. I don't know what it's about, really, uh-huh. or anything else. Yeah, it's, it's a good film, that one. Rogue Trader. It's good, but there's loads of documentaries on YouTube about them and that. And uh, yeah, he's uh, an interesting guy. Definitely. Should look into it, man. I mean, I'll just get you to tell us about it sometime. Yeah, well, um, we can and do that, I suppose. So we're going to talk about your birthday choice of topic, aren't we? Which was going, always are. going to be um, Back to the Future, but for a couple of reasons, I decided to change mm-hmm. it. I'm going to say there's three reasons. One, there's already podcasts about that out there. Right. And 
So that's that. that yeah, I know, but number two is I haven't had time to watch it, so there's that. And <laughs> number three, right, what okay. I've spent the rest of my time doing is listening to what always uh-huh. was my favorite John Lennon solo album growing up. And after our Beatles conversation last week, I went on yeah. a big Beatles and John Lennon kind of thing, and I've just been listening to this constantly. And I don't oh, think brilliant. we've ever spoken about this album. And I don't know no. what you think about it or anything. So I thought, yeah. actually, we can have a conversation about this here John Lennon album, The mm-hmm. Mind Games. The Mind Games, lovely, lovely stuff. I must say that you spoilt uh, our Monday evening because me and the wife were due to watch Back to the Future. And what, no, but you'll definitely want to do it again. So we'll, we'll have to keep it for there. But then it brought all the joy today back to us. I forgot completely about the fact that we're going to listen, hey, watch Back to the Future, and I've been listening to John Lennon all day. So you've gifted us that. Exactly. That's what I thought. It's like, not, it's not, uh, there was never going to be a bad outcome by listening to John Lennon, was he? He's your favorite man, your favorite musician. So I thought it would be all right and Uh I've enjoyed listening to this album. So the first thing Uh I want to ask you is, had you ever listened to this album properly? Are you a fan Uh of it? I had listened to it before, but it's not my favourite uh, John Lennon album. I, I like Plastic Ono Band and Imagine, I think, better than this one. Okay. But it is probably his third best yeah. for well, me, I think. His third album. So that sounds like he's getting worse <laughs> as he goes through the <laughs> But the, <laughs> it, there's obviously the interesting thing for me is obviously the al- album and stuff. And I hadn't listened to a lot of the songs in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the story leading up to that album and what happens afterwards, interesting as well, isn't it? Yeah, which is something else that we've talked about a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think for me, it's it's always it's quite a it's not well reviewed. It's quite a critically mm-hmm. like gets a bit of a kicking uh, coming after Plastic Ono Band and and Imagine, like you say. But this is the first John Lennon solo album I ever had because my mom had it. In fact. Right. I'm going to go as far and say this is my mum's record that I've got here. <laughs> is it? <laughs> so, yeah, my mum had it, and it was the first one I had. It, though she had imagined she certainly didn't have plastic or no band. She didn't have any mm-hmm. of the ones afterwards. Um, I know I've said it's his third album there. I realise I've missed out uh, sometime in New York City. <laughs> yeah, well, um, that's not hard to do, is it? I don't think I'm ever <laughs> going to listen to that album. I've never listened to it. I'll listen to it today. And and it's not the best. Let's just say that. Let's mm. just say it's not the best. I'm not that, interested I mean that, in the what's on that one. I think I don't yeah. like it's all sloganeering, well, and I think he was yeah. being co-opted by other people, and he got carried away with all of that. Well, nobody else was was interested when it came out. I mean, it devastated people. I think, didn't it? The I mean, because it's a heavily political album. That's what it is, mm-hmm. um, and it just it hasn't really got any John Lennon songs on it, has it? It's, it's uh, half it's Yoko, half mm-hmm. it's him. Sometimes it's both them together, um, and the Yoko ones aren't the best, are they? No, I quite <laughs> like Yoko stuff as well. Like not, yeah. not that stuff, but I like yeah, the more kind of the kind of disco-y, like arty stuff. I quite like. Yeah, like, but um, I don't. There's, like not, there's the... not much to like on that album, like, and nah. uh, that's that's partly the reason why this album sort of goes in a certain direction, doesn't it? Because uh, 
obviously it's political and stuff like that. And and then the FBI wanted John Lennon and you were trying to deport them and stuff like that because Nixon was was terrified of them, wasn't he? <laughs> so this kind of <laughs> well, Nixon was terrified of everybody, wasn't he? he terrified of being found out. He was, uh huh. But it, it was like a protest album and very political and stuff like that. And I think obviously the idea was not to get Nixon sort of re-elected or to have mm-hmm. some sort of say in that, but it failed, didn't it? Because he, he won with like a landslide. Yeah, won by a landslide. The album didn't sell at all. And mm-hmm. you know, he was kind of thought of as being a bit of a spent force. Like that came out in 1972. And I think he's kind of, he's sloganeering and he's following all these causes and, you know, being, yeah. I think he was being co-opted by people who just wanted to use him as a figure to go, hey, John Lennon's on our side. And we know John uh-huh. Lennon will get excited about it and he'll get lots of publicity. But I think mm-hmm. he was in danger of just becoming like less relevant on his own terms and also the more you do stuff like that the less impact it has and by this point you'd be doing it for well by 1972 or four years 1968 yeah. 1972 so it just loses the impact and i uh-huh. think all, as part of that although, although the first two albums um plastic on and, and imagine there's only there's only one or two sort of protest songs on yeah, there. Yeah, I don't necessarily mean the songs. I just mean the stuff he was yeah. doing around them and oh, outside yeah, yeah. of them, and the interviews uh-huh. and the protests and the rallies and the the shows he turns uh-huh. up at and plays and stuff like that are not necessarily like any good for him in his career. I think the two those two yeah. albums are I think are obviously great, um, mm-hmm. but I think when it comes to getting ready to make this album, which came out in 1973. He, either he'd got tired of it or wanted to have a hit again or uh-huh. other people told him maybe you should leave that alone because it's not doing you any favours. Um, mm-hmm. And he brought out what is pretty much... Uh, I think the reason people don't like it is because it's very middle of the road. Yeah, I, th- I think that's I think that's pretty true. Well, I, th- I think uh, John Lennon fans are people who, you know, looked at John Lennon like he was some kind of god or whatever. We're certainly happier with this one than the last one. Do you know what I mean? It's it's obviously a step in the right direction, but, but yeah, at, so, at the at the time of like making this this album, him and Yoko are like splitting up, aren't they? Mm. When they're but doing th- this one, I think when you got um, I suppose that's two sides of it, right? You've got people that think John Lennon, the political guy, and you know he stands for so much and all of that stuff, but then actually. People just want to hear him really write and play. They just want to hear songs. good songs. Yeah. yeah. And those and two things no don't necessarily songs. match up. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no good songs on uh, Sometime in New York City, is there? That's the, that's the problem. I mean, the, the, the messages and stuff like that, the songs are, are worthwhile and, and good causes and things like that. And some of them are you know, still happening today and things. Mm-hmm. But it's the music, isn't it? That's what you want to buy a John Lennon record for. Exactly. You, you and good, I think it was a danger of being overshadowed a bit. Um, uh-huh. So this one came out. Like I say, I didn't know any of this stuff the first time I heard it. I must have been about 11 or something like that. Um, yeah. And yeah, my mom had the record. I liked the Beatles. So she had this one. Mm-hmm. And that was all I knew of it, really. So I didn't know what had come before. I didn't know what had come after. I didn't know where it sat in terms of whether people thought it was a good album or not, which is why, mm-hmm. like, when you're a kid and a teenager, 
you can take music in in a lot more pure way, can't you? Because all I had yeah. was this record that I thought I listened to that and I liked it. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about whether it was good compared to the previous one or it yeah. was soppy compared to some of the stronger themes of uh-huh. previous albums and stuff like that. I just liked it is my favorite John Lennon album overall, just because it's that time when I first heard it. Um, uh-huh. I, let's say there's 12 songs was... on it. I think there's yeah. probably five or six really good ones. Some of them are a bit mm-hmm. more kind of filler, I suppose. Listen to now. Yeah. I think that must be similar to me because I, I can't remember. Well, I don't think me, me dad or my mom had a John Lennon album at all. Don't even think they had any Beatles ones, to be perfectly honest. Not that I can remember. The first time I saw the Beatles and well, with them, I think was Help, which we were talking about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I didn't have anything like that. But I think the first CD that I bought when I was earning money and stuff was Plastic Wonder Band. So that was the okay. the first one I bought. Um, I didn't yeah, buy Imagine. Even had that. Reason. I never had it. I would, in fact, I, no? I bought the record about six months ago, and that's the uh, that's the only mm-hmm. time I've owned it. I've never had yeah. it before then. But uh-huh. I, so I knew the songs on it, but I never actually listened to the CD or record. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's it's class. I mean that that one. I love that one. But I also like this one as well. I mean, the, not taking there's some great songs on this one. And, and we're talking about the Beatles last week and stuff about you know songs that wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily hear unless you go through the albums and listen to them. And there's there's loads on here, isn't there? I think loads so. And like I, think, I think that's one of the things, because even if you get like the, what the John Lennon collection, I probably was the first thing I bought that best of. Yeah, um, I remember that one. Or Lennon Legend, I yeah, think. Lennon was Legend the, came yeah. out when we were about 18. That was another like kind of, yeah. uh, not, not a cash in, but bringing them back into the, after, after the anthology, bring them back into public consciousness mm-hmm. again. Um, well, hardly any of the songs on those albums are off this. In fact, probably only Mind Games, maybe. Only Mind Games, yeah. I mean, yeah, the songs are, are great. I mean, Out the Blue is amazing, I think. Absolutely brilliant. I don't know what you think about that song. I think I knew you would like that one because you like these like, <laughs> soppy love songs. <laughs> I do. I like, I like it. Well, it's insane that, I mean, Plastic Ono Band is really angry though isn't it yeah. Yeah, yeah it's angry and beautiful and i think that's what i like about them. they can do both i think mm-hmm. out the blue i just think it's amazing and and mind games is again what a wonderful song i, I love that song yeah i that's- think the difference with this is that he, he produced this himself didn't he after uh yeah he's got rid of spectre yeah I, and i don't think the production on this is great but you can like listen to mind games for example he hasn't reinvented the wheel after working with Phil Spector, has he? Because it's very much no. a Phil Spector kind of sound. And yeah. the fact that well, he's I got think... like female backing vocalists and stuff on a lot of the songs, it's yeah. still in the same vein as the stuff that he had listened to and, and played before. Yeah. It's almost as if he's like gone, well, and I, I think, you know, if you read anything about John Lennon, apparently he was a little bit like this, where he's, he's gone with Phil Spector. Well, you know, I've, I've had you for the past couple of albums. I've learned what I need to know off you. So uh, I'll try and do it myself type thing, mm-hmm. which is, there's nothing wrong with that, is there? But he, he does, Phil Spector, turn up for the rock and roll sessions a little bit later on where he, he steals the tapes. Does yeah, he? no, I mean, that, I remember, like, really wanting to hear all of that stuff so much when I was a teenager, and then it's 
pretty disappointing, doesn't it, by the time he actually... Well, he had to do it all again, didn't he? Because it yeah. was so chaotic and stuff like that. But apparently Spectre went, I've been in a car accident. <laughs> <laughs> and then nobody heard from him again. He nicked all the tapes and stuff like that. Well, this well, album like leads into it, doesn't it? So in, in the time when this is being put together, basically May Pang, who is... Um, Mm-hmm. Like Yoko's assistant, isn't it? She's like a PA or something. Like she's yeah. be- basically becoming more involved in sorting stuff out. And uh-huh. John Lennon and her get together in- eventually and end up going off on the lost weekend in LA. And mm-hmm. that's when the rock and roll sessions are all done and everybody's pissed and uh, yeah. and off their faces. Think- and Harry Nielsen and Keith Moon and Alice Cooper and McCartney and turns up and Ringo's there yeah. and all of that stuff. And Phil Spector yeah. surprisingly gets back in the picture when all of that's going on. Shooting his gun. This is like halfway there, I think, for the that relationship yeah. and split well, up. That's that's the, that's the really interesting thing for me, like the lead up. I mean, you obviously you've got the FBI thing after, you know, the New York album and stuff like that. And then obviously the pressure of, of like the government following them around and, and things like that. It's going to have a strain on the relationship, isn't mm-hmm. it? And that, that at the point that they were recording this album, they're, they're pretty much split up mm-hmm. and they split up for, for sort of 18 months. But it, And then it sort of leads into The Lost Weekend, which like we, I think we could probably talk for about two hours about yeah. all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But the, the main pan thing's weird because she was like an assistant, both of them, and May Pang, and, and sorry, Yoko Ono just said, well, we're splitting up. So, so what I want you to do is, is to, to, you know, be John Lennon's lover. Yeah. You, that's what Just you said. The edge and like, why don't, if you're going to, if we're splitting yeah. up, you're going to have an affair with somebody or go off with somebody else. Just go off with her. Go with her. You've said that, which is quite nice. <laughs> but it's another like form of control, isn't it? So that she knows exactly what he's doing because she's put this person yeah. in, in sort of place. It's a weird, very strange sort of situation. Well, they have a strange relationship by most standards, do, don't yeah. they? Like from the very uh-huh. start, it's, it's a very strange uh-huh. relationship. Um, it is. Probably not very many people have acted out a relationship, certainly not in public like they have. Um, uh-huh. But you're right. I mean, it starts with uh, with Mind Games, which is the big single and the one that most people will know off the album. And um it's a big, lavish, syrupy production. It's got the strings, and I, it, it is a great song. Reminds me mm-hmm. of a Christmas song. It reminds you of a Christmas yeah, song? Yeah, I think it's got a Christmassy feel, like it's a bit yeah, of a like, kind of it, a little warm inside feeling, I think. Um, yeah. It, it's obviously the the lyrics are make love, not war, and, and all of that yeah. kind of stuff. So the, it's not a very political album, or the few political messages that are in there are dressed up in these kind of yeah. pop songs. Um, it's Bring On I The think, Lucy's the only one, I think, really, isn't well, it? Well, this one, Make Love, Not War, is, is the lyrics in this song, so that's quite political. <laughs> yeah, but I think that, that was sort of added on at the end type thing, wasn't it? But, I mean, like I said, there's not a lot of sort of that political stuff on there. But, I mean, partly, people love John Lennon for that, don't they? Mm-hmm. But not all, not they don't want a full album of it. I think that's the thing, you know? You could you, you expect can... it, and I think when it's a good song yeah. and there's a little line in there that's having to dig at the establishment and all of that, I mean, he's obviously course, an anti-establishment yeah, figure. Um, mm-hmm. But I think this is 
here's the thing. I think this is John Lennon's most Paul McCartney album. Oh, can't say that, man. Do you not think? Why do you think that? I think it's quite think... middle of the road. It's quite, you know, the, the things that people have a go at Paul McCartney for, writing pop songs and clever, pretty melodies and using mm -hmm. like kind of middle of the road and musical kind of things. I think John Lennon has thought, I'll try a bit of that and try and get a hit because yeah, there's, there's nothing abrasive and stuff on this. There's nothing, well, apart from fuck a pig, backwards in Meat City. <laughs> well, Meat City's the only one. I love that song. <laughs> yeah, it's great. But uh, no, I, I, I wouldn't agree. I, I think it's still sort of John Lennon sort of style. He's not making Seamoon or anything, is he? Do you know what I mean? It's it's not like pop. No, but, but I think it's... you've got one day at a time. I think it's a bit like that intuition. Um, well, intuition is like a piss take, isn't it? It's almost like he's taking a piss when he's singing. I love that one. Yeah, only people as well. I think they're quite like McCartney-ish. I think that's yeah. my take on it. Anyway, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have that. I think John Lennon wouldn't be happy with you saying that. He'd slap you with a wet kipper, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite song on the album, then? Well, I'd, I'd probably say Mind Games. I think just because I, I think it's wonderful. But uh, second of that, uh, out of the blue, that's what I'd go for. But I do love Meat City as well. Meat City is good because it's a proper rocker, isn't it, to finish it off? Yeah, I think is, the riff's uh -huh. good. The, the lyrics are quite funny, I think. He delivers yeah. it really well. I think that's one thing on this. He's singing's a bit... It's different on most of the songs. Like it's, it, it, yeah. it's not very coherent the way he delivers a lot of the songs. is quite... He puts on like, like a little American accents. He puts on yeah. like kind of I mean, fair one stuff. day... One day yeah. at a time, his voice is weird, isn't it? On that one, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not. I mean, there's a couple on on the album that I think oh, I could maybe just leave yeah, that, that one. That's you know? very much uh, sounds unfinished, almost. I think, and that's, I think that's one of the ones I would say is like quite McCartney. Um, it's like, and when I say McCartney, I mean McCartney and Wings, like in the early seventies, around the same time. Like, sounds mm -hmm. like that's a nice idea, but you probably. If the other one was there working on it with you, it might have ended up being yeah. a brilliant song. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they were all because in 1973 it was quite a big year for all the Beatles, like you know, that that solo work, they all released albums the same year and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I think John Lennon was called like the the least commercially successful Beatle, wasn't he? At this time, obviously, the last album, the New York City one, didn't help that. Yeah. Um, but in the same year. Harrison's uh, Living in the Material World that, mm -hmm. that came out. McCartney had two albums out. Um, he had... Uh, sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, Red Rose Speedway and then later on Band on the Run. But the man who usurped them all was yep. good old Ringo. With, with Ringo. The greatest album, Ringo, which I definitely want to do an episode <laughs> on at some point. I absolutely love that album. Do you? Well, it had all four Beatles. I was going to say, well, that's well. the closest we're going to get the Beatles and uh, on that. Uh -huh. So Ringo's just usurped everybody, hasn't he, with that? But yeah, I, I don't think I've actually listened to that Ringo album all the way through. I mean, obviously, Photograph and stuff like that, and I can't remember what the other single was He's called. He's the greatest. The John Lennon one was on there. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't think I've listened to all that all the way through. Well, but there's a big year for the Beatles. It was. And, uh, and McCartney had Live and Let Die as well, and the, the 
That was a single. Yeah, I was going to say that's on band and run this up. Well, yes. So this one, I think you're right. There's a few songs that are like you could skip them in the modern world. They wouldn't make it onto a playlist, I don't think. And out the uh, one day at a time is definitely that. Not out the blue. That's your that's your favorite. And um, <laughs> one of them, yeah. And the one I know, I know. Mm-hmm. I've listened to this album about five times in the last few days, and every time I forget that song. And I can't uh-huh. remember it at all from all the years I've, I've had this album. It, it sounds like I've got a feeling though at the start, doesn't it? It does. So that's the only thing I was going to say. I had it on while I was having a shower tonight. And yeah. I, that little guitar bit, I was like, oh, I know what that is. And it, yes, yeah, so yeah. I've got a feeling like, okay. It is that. It, it <laughs> definitely is that. Should we, uh, this might be, Cliff, the only John Lennon song we can legally play, right, on my podcast. Um, should we we'll play the Utopian International Anthem? Yeah, go on. Um, I'll, I'll, just t- I'll just tee it up. Okay, we'll play okay. it now. Right, that was and good, that's wasn't it? it? Yep. <laughs> 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 it's all that, isn't it? Yep. Three seconds of silence. It's almost like he's, he's uh, trying to own the silence. Yeah, in the room, and also, I mean, it's right at the end of the side. You could have put it in the middle of. I know, put in the middle, I, <laughs> and made it longer than three seconds. <laughs> do, you th- do you think that there's a, you know, in that three seconds, like at the end of Sergeant Pepper or something, there's like a high pitched noise that only dogs can hear? Yeah, maybe there's something like that. I don't know. Um, could be. What do you think? Let's talk through some of the some of the songs. <laughs> Let's do it then, son. Had too much rum. Um, <laughs> so, Mind Games, You Love, it's your favourite one. And yeah, it's a big yeah. single. It's on all the best stuffs. Most people don't know that. It's got a big mm-hmm. chorus, Make Love, Not War, and all of that stuff. Like, great. Yeah. Um, it's a perfect John Lennon single, I think. So, it's yeah. understandably like always on those compilations. Next up, Tight As. What do you think of this? Uh, I like the way that he's just got away with saying tight ass. Yeah, I think it's a bit it's like rockabilly I think it's a bit of a shit joke but yeah <laughs> so what <laughs> but yeah i i think um i really like the song it is a bit rockabilly it's a bit rock and roll but elvisy and also i was going to say this album i think is a little bit elvisy as well but elvis like 70s elvis so i know uh-huh. there's that famous john lennon quote about well john lennon died uh, elvis presley died when he joined the army or whatever uh-huh. but uh very much think that there's a female backing vocalist troop on this album because Elvis has got that on his stuff in the early 70s and when he's I like gospel type of stuff yeah I I really think that that must be an influence on this so I haven't read that anywhere or whatever but it's just over the last few Mm -hmm. days listening to it so like that was kind of you know he's got the Elvis like uh, just can't help believing all that kind of stuff. Where he's got all those backing uh-huh. vocals and, I, yeah, and there's a couple of songs on this like "Free the People" where you just think, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe that is that. Maybe he's taking that and he's all right with that at this point in his life. Yeah, I think so. Contradictory, isn't he? Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, you look by interviews to John Lennon, he'll say like, someone will ask him obviously about the Beatles. They'll ask him all the time, and he'll say, oh yeah, we could get back together, and then. Like a week later, I was completely saying, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So he is a contradictory con- sort of character, isn't he? But also it's like, 
he loves American music, doesn't he? And he wants yeah. to stay in America at this yeah. point. So, like, all that kind of stuff's coming out of him as well, I think. Yeah, I think the next song is my favourite on the album. Uh, mm-hmm. Assume Are you going to go? <laughs> Good one. Good one. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Which is I'm sorry in Japanese, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, it's very much a Yoko love letter. You mentioned mm-hmm. Yoko quite a lot in it. Um, it harks back to you know Julia and stuff like that. I think with the mentions yeah. of I call your name and uh, mm-hmm. you know, and also on Imagine um, in the yeah. of a dream I call your name and all of that stuff. But I, mean, I love it. Thing... I just think it's a blue. It's like it's a blues song, isn't it? The descending chords. It's got a lovely yeah. bluesy guitar solo in. Um, yeah, and it's, it's heartfelt. And I think that's one of the things with this album. Um, you know, Plastic Ono Band is heartfelt, but a really angry. I'm going to let mm-hmm. all of this anger out, kind of way. Imagine is heartfelt, and I think a little bit of a. It's a very mixed album, I think. I don't really love Imagine the album, to be honest. I really like some of the songs on it, but I think mm-hmm. um, he's angry at Paul McCartney. He's loving Yoko. He wants the world to be a better place, and all of these mixed emotions are all in there, so it's a bit uneven, I think. But that again, uh-huh. very contradictory. That's John Lennon all over. Um, well, it is. But I think these songs, like Assumerson and beautiful boy and all of that kind of stuff. The songs where mm-hmm. he's not trying to be hard or any of that. And he's just saying, laying his actual soul on the line are the ones yeah. that I think are a lot more well, I think long lasting. The, the, I mean, John Lennon's like solo work. If you look at his like his greatest hits or whatever, if you look at Lennon legend or what, it's all in respect of work, isn't it? It's all about what's going on with him at that particular moment in time, and I think that's what these are. Because apparently, you know, like I've mentioned, Yoko and him were splitting up, and he wrote them in two weeks or one week, and he recorded them in two weeks and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So all of his work is always very, I would say, introspective. And the New York album previous to this definitely isn't that. You don't get any yeah. of that kind of stuff yeah. from like his, his solo work. But I mean, I I really like this album. I, I think it's excellent. I love listening to it and things. But there's just like one or two that you can pick on and think, mm, yeah, just leave that one. Yeah, I agree. Like I think you've got Mind Games, Tight As, and Asumerson. I think they're three great songs to start an album with. One day mm-hmm. at a time comes up next. We've already talked about it's a little bit half baked. It's very much. I think that's very much like John Lennon by Numbers. Like oh, I'm a weak. I'm a weak man. I need you, but I keep fucking things mm-hmm. up. I hope you forgive us, and I'm going to write yeah. a nice little song about it. Please don't leave uh-huh. us. Uh, it's like anybody who would want to take the piss out of a John Lennon song, I think that is everything yeah. that you could go at. I mean, the two that I don't like are only the people, I would say, um, and probably uh, one day at a time. Yeah. But the rest are great, I think. And some of them are, I mean, Mind Games for me is absolutely amazing. I love it. And out, out of the blue again, another one that you don't hear very often. Mm-hmm. It's not on the, the greatest hits or anything. Well, but, I think the, you know, the next one that closes this album out, apart from the three seconds of silence, bring on the Lucy, free the people. Uh-huh. I think this is an absolutely incredible song. Like, I, it, I think it is excellent. Superb. And it's one of those, like we were talking about last week, like we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. People might never have heard this song. Like, it's it's amazing. Yeah. I think. 
It is. It's absolutely class. Still being covered now. I think. I think Richard Ashcroft did a cover. Yeah, yeah. he just brought it out. I think. Oh, I've yeah, certainly I think seen so. a couple of people talking about it recently. I haven't listened, but um, uh-huh. I've heard it's very much exactly the same. <laughs> like yeah. done, it, done much with it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, honestly, I think this is such a good song. The lyrics, it's like Lenin kind of semi-political and, uh, you know, rallying and all of that kind of stuff without being Uh too poppy, without being too political. Um, Nice guitar sound on it, nice backing vocals. um, And also stolen by the Charlatans for two separate Charlatans songs. Did you recognize Two separate ones. No, no, I didn't. Are you the Charlatans fan? Well, he, so which, which okay, one's so there? he says, um, blah, 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 blah. So, as the end of the first verse says, uh-huh. that's when you're thinking things over. Here's something you better do, right? The Charlatans have got a song called Just When You're Thinking Things Over. Um, uh-huh. and the way he delivers that line is almost exactly the same as, as that. And then, um, the, the kind of middle eight bit where he goes, We're caught with the hands in the air, that bit. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. almost the same words and the same melody is a different Charlotte song. <laughs> like, <laughs> like exactly the same. I remember the first time I I must have heard the Charlotte's one first, so maybe I heard this yeah. when I was like twelve or something. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I couldn't believe it. I was like, eh? <laughs> well, it's just but that's it's the same. <laughs> that's 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 the thing with like I mean, people are going to look over these these albums and stuff like that and take the bits that the like aren't they? I yeah. mean especially in our era when it was it was all indie music and stuff like that I mean Oasis did it massively didn't they so yeah. but everybody does I mean you, you take from the best people don't you you borrow mm, but it's a song that only few people will have heard yeah but still <laughs> I mean, look I love the Charlottes a- I just couldn't believe yeah. it was so blatant when I heard it like you mm-hmm. know, like Oasis have had to have put co-writes for uptight and stuff like that on their songs. If yeah, those, Stevie Wonder. If that Charlton song doesn't have like a Lennon like credit on it, then well, I'd be so I think, surprised. I think you're going to need to employ you, Clifford, as some kind of investigator. <laughs> into the, you could make a millions, couldn't you? Yeah, well, Sean Lennon now, isn't it? He's taking over now. Is it Sean who does yeah, it now? He's is taking it? over. Um, right. So yeah. Anyway, that's side one. Side two, intuition we've talked about is a, like a bit of a piss take. Um, yeah. I think this is a piss take of McCartney, um, like kind of musically. Do kind you? Of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But it's like it also got this Caribbean sort of like sound as well, hasn't it? Which like you'll hear beautiful, which I like. And it's it almost when you hear that, it's like, well, that's part of Lennon's sound, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. It's all right. I don't dislike it's it. Like, it's all right. It's a fun. It's song. like happy, jovial kind of thing, isn't it? Like you know, upbeat type type of thing. I think. But yeah, there's some I, great guitar solos on here, isn't there? There really is, and um, yeah. I don't know if you looked at who's who's like on the album, but it's a, like real Spinoza. Yeah, That's it's the a guy. real like session musician album, isn't it? Yeah, um, it is completely. If the production was better, and hopefully, I know. Sean Lennon's basically doing all these remasters and stuff. I don't know if you've heard any of the ones that are on that Give Me Some Truth compilation that came out. I've heard a few. Um, yeah. I think he's doing a great job. Like From what I've heard, they sound really good, bringing out different bits of the songs that were maybe a bit hidden or like whatever. 
um, and plastic old yeah. band box sets coming out later this year. Uh-huh. If he does the same with this and sorts the production out, I think we could be looking at an album that like proper smacks you in the face. Whereas I think it's a little bit wishy washy at uh-huh. times on this one because it's the first album John Lennon produced on his own. You know, like he'd been in the studio with yeah, Vector and stuff, but he's really learning one type of production there, isn't he? The George Martin style wouldn't sit well with him, I think, when he's doing his solo stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll listen to something with the with guys who had sort of you know lived through the Beatles era and bought all the records and stuff like that, and then bought CDs as well after that, and they were like scathing of the quality of like you know the the, the albums, all the Beatles, all of them, uh-huh. um, on CD and things like that, but. That's what we listened to, wasn't it? That's all we could get. So we yes. could get the worst possible, you know, <laughs> mixing of it, but we still loved it. It's the songs that went out. I'll always say that about the guys I know who've got record systems, like my stereo system cost us, I don't know, a few hundred quid to put together. Mm-hmm. I know people who've got, it cost £5,000 and stuff like that. I mean, doesn't really? make a doesn't make a shit song good. Yeah, you know what I mean, it might make a good song. You can find bits in it. I've been around to my friends' houses, and all of a sudden, you listen to these songs, and you're like, "Wow, this is better than I've ever heard it." You know, you can hear things uh-huh. that you'd never hear before. Sounds yeah. superb, but it won't make a fucking a shit song. A bad sound better. Yeah, you know, it, it does make good stuff better. I think, or you can get yeah. more out of them. But you know, mm-hmm. the Beatles songs, regardless of the CD pressings being you know, the digitized and compressed and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They're still the greatest songs ever written, aren't they? So, you know. yeah, of course are, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that's it. But it's just interesting to, you know, get their take on it, like, you know, mm-hmm. and the stuff that we were listening to, according to them, is is the worst quality you could get. But, like, we listen to anything anyway. We'd listen to shit taped off the radio, wouldn't yeah, we? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if we could. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... The, the session musicians are, are really, like you mentioned before, are like, you know, proper well-known session musicians. There's a guy called uh, Ken Asher, who plays the piano, who also wrote The Rainbow Connection in yes. The Muppets, <laughs> which I love that song. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Fantastic. That's absolutely class. And the, uh, David Spinoza, who plays the lead guitar and stuff, he, he did stuff on McCartney beforehand, so he was on McCartney's album in a... Uh, when he was doing this one with John Lennon, he tried to keep that quiet in case he got the sack. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I know a couple so, of yeah. guys, Sneaky Pete Kleino. I know him. He's a, he's a like, slide guitar player. Um, yeah. He's on loads of stuff. I know that name. Um, yeah, you know, he's. you can tell the play, people playing on it are really slick. It hasn't mm-hmm. got a kind of raw sound to it like the first couple uh, or the, the yeah. first one for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And the one before this, which is obviously, I guess, he's trying to get away from. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, and you know, like we go through the second out of the blue. Um, mm-hmm. Your favorite? Yeah, it's absolutely class. And then only the people, isn't it? I only know, I know. Right. I know, I know. I've forgotten again already. Um, mm-hmm. You are here is nice again. A little bit slight, but it's sure. It's nice, sweet, sweet little song. Yeah. I think. And then we uh-huh. finish. With Meat City. What a it's song. a good old Meat City. What a song. <laughs> like, I love it. It is a good song. I hadn't heard it, it for ages great. until I started listening to this again a couple of, like, a few days ago. Like, uh-huh. I love it. I, th- 
I think when we're kids, you tape for us, you put on a, um, used to do tapes for us and stuff like that. And I'm sure you put it on there. And uh, I loved it when I was a kid. I love it now. I love the backwards bits and stuff like that. I love, like you say, fuck a pig. Backwards. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a proper rocker, isn't it? It is a proper rocker. The, like I say, the riff's good. His voice is good on it. And I think mm-hmm. on an album where his voice is kind of a little bit up and down, like his voice on that, it's like pure Lennon. It's a bit like, you know, you uh, if you go backwards, it's a bit like Cold Turkey. If yeah. you go forward, it's a little bit like I'm Losing You, which is probably in the uh-huh. top five like Lennon songs. Um, yeah. I think, you know, it's got that that riff and the, the soul and the, the power in his vocals, which sometimes are mm-hmm. a little bit missing when he's being all sensitive and that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it, it, that's the, one of the reasons why I, I love listening to him is he, he does angry really well and he he, he does the, the quiet nice bits really well as well. He's, I think he's got a great voice, mate. Oh, I think of he's class. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? Where does it sit? It's third best al- solo album for you. You think? I would say so. I would say it's third for sure. I love Plastic Ono Band. I listened to a little bit of that today, and I, I love Imagine as well. So probably Plastic Ono Band first, Imagine, and then this one. But I'm, I was over the moon to revisit it and, and sort of give it a listen again. So I was I was happy that you picked it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else? Go and give it a listen. Yeah, Things are easy to listen to these days, mm-hmm. aren't you? You've got no excuse. Yeah, there's, I've been listening to it on Spotify as well. I've had the record on. There's a 2010 mm-hmm. remaster on Spotify that I've listened to, and you can tell there's little bits of differences in there, like some of the guitar sounds and things like that were a little bit different. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's on there. Probably sounds a bit Give better a listen, than that. Than that I'm pressing that I've yeah. got, but yeah, good. All right, thanks. Uh-huh. Thanks to you. Thanks to you. What we'll move on then? to Walls and Bridges next, and then we can talk about The Lost Weekend, which is completely insane. Yeah, Walls and Bridges, we'll that's do that the next. one with a Newcastle player on the cover, right? It's guy. It's got Jackie Milburn on the front that uh, Lennon drew when he was 11. <laughs> so Newcastle fans will be happy with that one. <laughs> probably don't realise that, do I you know. think? No, probably not. But it's a good one. <laughs> so should we have your birthday quiz, Mr yes. Birthday Boy? let's do it. Good. Do you think you'll do well? I've got quite a few questions for you, actually. Well, I mean, I don't know what it's So my shit. And- <laughs> so a lot of them are about the 1st of April which everybody knows is April Fool's Day yeah. isn't it, it so is some that... of them are about that some aren't about that some are about other stuff but we'll go um, okay. in 1698 several people were tricked into going into the Tower of London to see what cliff when can you stop yawning? Can you stop yawning? I'll try in 1698. <laughs> 1698, yes. The silted table Day then. Yeah. I would imagine it was it was clearly more successful then than it is now. <laughs> um it's a good trick, this one. What did they go and see it's where the Tower of London? Tower of it, London. 1698. Mm-hmm. People were tricked into going to see, well, I'm gonna say the crown jewels. Ooh, it's a good one, but unfortunately it's wrong because it's seeing the lions being washed. 
<laughs> what happened? They got in there and they just weren't being more. There was no lions. There's no lions. Does the town all. didn't have lions? No. Nah. It must have done. Yep. April Fool. It must have had lions that were just dirty lions. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to come and see the lions being washed? Of course I would. Of course I, I would. Mean, it's been, would turn it, that down? been at least a year since they were washed. <laughs> <laughs> it has since been discovered that this was set up by an Italian man. <laughs> Turned out it was just some small cats being washed. So they did get to see someone. <laughs> yeah, at least they got someone. <laughs> In France, April Fool's Day is called April Fish Day. Yes. True. True thing. Can you guess why it's called April Fish Day? Um, These are hard, aren't they? Yeah, it is hard. I'm gonna say, yeah. is it something to do with Good Friday? Because it's all like it's been Good Friday a lot of times on my birthday. Yeah, I'm afraid it's not. It, it, the reason is one of the customs is to attach a paper fish to a victim's back without being noticed. Oh, a little bit like touch the cloth. Yeah, <laughs> a little <laughs> bit like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not our French people. So there you go. Uh, what day was? 1st of April, 1981. So what day were you born? Well done. You were born on a Wednesday. You know that one. I I think it was a Monday for me. Okay. Which S Club 7 singer was born on the... Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Well done. Hang on. Before you move on, have I never told you that I once had a mobile number in my phone so I could ring her? On our uh-huh. joint birthday, because she's the exact, she was also born 1981. I uh, had a well, number. I've, I've established that clip. Well, no, you, you didn't get a chance to finish the question. <laughs> <laughs> I did, actually. Yeah, that is true. I didn't. Did. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I had a number and I was like, thre- I wanted to phone her, but I got talked out of it. Uh-huh. Um, How did you obtain a number? Not by good means. <laughs> no, nefarious. <laughs> no, some nefarious means. I was say, oh, yeah, me and you, it's the same birthday and that one. What did you think was going to happen at the end of that? You know, I might get a part in Primeval. Might get, might get off with her. <laughs> <laughs> Were you hoping to get off with her? I was more bothered about part in Primeval, wasn't I? Were you? Right, well, that's all right then. Which song was number one in the United States on the day of your birth? Because you know the United Kingdom one. I don't do, you? but I don't know what the USA one was. Um, oh, I don't even know who was popular in the USA in 1981. I'm going to say um, something by the Steve Miller Band. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> it's a Rapture Blight Blondie. Oh, was it? Okay, that's quite yeah. good. I remember that. It's a good one. It's a cool one, that. So what was the UK one then, Cliff? Um, it was This Old House by Shaker Stevens. Yes, well done. What was the number one film at the box office? I assume that this is America. It's a good one. Oh, I, I, we've, it's, uh, I think we've been through this before. I, want, I think it's a Steven Spielberg one. It's either Close Encounters or E.T. or something like that. I'm afraid not. It's Omen oh. 3, The Final Conflict. <laughs> I was, I was close. <laughs> you were close, weren't you? You were close. I think Sam Neill is Damien in that film. 
I don't know why it's the final conflict. Any omen, so I don't know what that means. You haven't seen The Omen with Gregory Peck? I haven't seen Omen 1, no. Well, we'll have to sort that out then. (laughs) Um, It might ask this one on my one, but I can't remember. Which album was number one? Oh, I don't know. Um, Adamant. Well done. Because it was. Is it? Kings of the Wild Frontier. It Uh It was, (laughs) was I guess. I mean, what, me and you both missed Double Fantasy by a matter of weeks, mm. didn't we? Mm-hmm. So that would have been, well, that would have been good if that was on my birthday, but no dice. No dice. I think, yeah, I think mine was Phil Collins, though, so probably jealous about that, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I would like that one. <laughs> Tough. You've got Adam and the Ants. On April 2nd, so, not April 1st, uh-huh. April 2nd, 1973, Lennon and Ono introduced the conceptual country of... Utopia. Well done. You did pretty well. The first two oh, were hard. Okay, thank you. Other than that, I think you did pretty I think I pulled it around. Well. I think you did. I think you did really well. So, well done. And obviously, we all hope... That you have a lovely birthday oh, and you get everything you. you ask for. I've not asked for anything, so that should be pretty. I'll be well, you should get everything you've asked for. Well, I've got a day off, so hopefully I don't have allowed that. I've asked for that a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> has it been confirmed? Yes, it has. I'm pretty sure oh, it has. Good. I'm taking it as confirmed. <laughs> you just, just go for your haircut. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. Thanks for the quiz, Brett. I enjoyed it. It's nice to know. I particularly love the lions washing, yes. getting washed or not getting washed. <laughs> washing the lions. One of my favourite things I've ever heard, in fact. I really like it. <laughs> I'm glad. I'll get you a birthday card with lions on next year. <laughs> that's what I'll do. As long as they're being washed, that's all I want. <laughs> of course, they're being lathered. Nice. Nice soapy fur. Okay. Dove soap. Um, we've got some music. We do indeed. Yes, you sorted uh-huh. this one out, and um, I have to say, I'll be listening to the album. It's, the album's right up my street. It's quite it a, 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 a slow burn and psychedelic kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to tell everyone who it is and what, what we're going to listen to? Well, this week we've got uh, we've got music from John Mitchie Collective. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it. I'll listen to the album. I think it was Saturday. I'll listen to the whole thing. And I, I was really, really impressed. Um, and the guys from Morpeth, we live quite close to Morpeth, so that's, that's nice good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and uh, this one is Take You Home from the album High Vibrations. And yeah. I really like this one. I yeah, think very much. I, I think this is great. Um, thanks for sending us the music. Really liked it. And hope everybody else enjoys it. And when we put the podcast out, if you look in the description, it'll have link to his band camp and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but until yeah. next time, thanks everyone. Take care. Have a nice week. We love you. Happy birthday, Cliff. Oh, thank you. Honestly, darling, I love you and nothing will change it. I'm so glad to see you. Been so long since I've seen your face. Excuse my bad behavior. Had girls I wanted
to chase and I'll take you home and I'll take you home Champagne, take you dancing in the rain. Find it out where I belong. Gonna sing that song again, and I'll take you home, and I'll take you home. Let's pretend the world is crazy. Smoke cigarettes in the night. There's something here I want you to see But the sun turned out, it's light And I'll take you home, and I'll take you home Cause I love you, dear I want you near, I want you near Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.